Welcome back to Superintendent Radio Network. I'm Guy Cipriano. We're here with Dr. David Shetler, a professor of entomology at The Ohio State University. He's referred to as the bug doc around here, and we'll get to that here in a few minutes, but we're here at the uh, Turfgrass Research Field Day in Columbus at The Ohio State University Turfgrass Plots. It's a great day, and first off, thanks for joining us, Dr. Shetler. Hi, I'm glad glad to be with you. Let's get this out of the way first. How did you become the bug doc? <laughs> well, actually, that goes all the way back when I got this position at Ohio State. My wife and daughter were trying to figure out what to do for Christmas to get me a gift, and they thought, well, how about vanity tags and bug doctor and all the rest of the things, but but bug doc hadn't been taken, so they got me that vanity tag, and they've been getting me monogrammed shirts and coats and things like that with bug doc on it ever since. I guess the next obvious question is, what is the bug doc working on right now, and what are some of the things he's seeing that might apply to what golf course superintendents are seeing? Well, I am the landscape entomologist here, so I deal with the trees, shrubs, and turf. But in my research area, I work primarily just on on managing turfgrass insects, both with the current technology, the insecticides that we have available. Most of the chemical companies come to us to test and evaluate their materials. But we're also looking at evaluating what I call the alternate products, the bio-based and biological products, those kinds of things. And I have graduate students that just work on the basic biology of, of turfgrass insects. There's been some discussion here today, and there's a lot of golf industry discussion always about the annual bluegrass weevil. We're hearing some superintendents up in our neck of the woods in Cleveland are starting to see it. Just talk about what you're seeing here in the Midwest with the ABW. Well, Dr. Harry Nimchek, who's the professor emeritus up at OADC, and I have been working on this for, for some years and it's kind of interesting. We have always known that there have been annual bluegrass weevil populations in the what I call the Akron-Canton-Cleveland Triangle in the northeastern part of the state. But the problem is, is recognition. Many superintendents, when they first start managing, just assume that Poania, by the name Poania, should go out in the middle of the summer. And so in many cases, they just think that their poanya is going out. They try to reseed and so forth. And next year, it happens again. And it isn't until some entomologists show up and say, you know, there might be another reason why this poanya is dying out. And, and we start digging around and showing them the, the little weevil grubs that are in there. And they go, oh, I've never seen those before. Well, yeah, you don't see them unless you're looking for them. And probably one of the first cases that I had was up in Cleveland. It occurred towards the uh, end of June. There was a superintendent about ready to have a tournament, and all the collars around three of his greens were beginning to, to disappear. And he pulled back the turf, and he called me, and he said, Dr. Shetler, I've got black turfgrass atinius grubs right now. And I said, did you look closely? Do they have legs or not? And he says, well, no. And I, I said, well, call me back. And so about two hours later, he called me back and says, no, they don't have legs. And I said, well, then they're not grubs. Those are weevil larvae. And what you're dealing with is the annual bluegrass weevil. What type of reaction do you get when people in areas maybe we, we don't geographically stereotype with ABW? Well, again, most the superintendent that I'm working with right now, his assistant came and talked to me last week when we were up there doing some samplings. And he says, you know, Dr. Shuttler, I didn't realize the impact of this weevil until you got us on this management program. Now our course looks beautiful. Our poanya doesn't magically disappear at the end of June and in July like it used to. So they now recognize that this 
annual bluegrass weevil had a lot more impact than they were uh, recognizing and they just thought it was the, the natural summer dieback uh, of that uh, grass. What's the first thing a superintendent who's not expecting to get the ABW, what should he or she be doing when they do see it? Okay. This is a strange little weevil where we haven't figured out exactly why. It, it, there's very specific places that it goes, and it really seems to like the shortcut poanya. Uh, you're not going to see it out in your rough, uh, and usually what happens is that since it overwinters in protected areas like woodlot line or something like that, in the springtime it marches out in the first shortcut poanya is right there along the edge of the fairway where they, they're cutting it short. And so typically if they see poanya right along that edge and where the superintendent screws up on this or makes the mistake is that that's where their cleanup mow line is and they assume that there might be extra stress from that extra mowing along there and that's why the poanya is dying out. And my recommendation is if you've got poanya right along that fairway edge or also up on the, the collars and uh, around their uh, greens, and also on the, the surrounds of their tees, if they find poanya dying out there, typically in late June especially, they really need to pull a sample there and see if there might be some of these little tiny grubs in there. And if they are, they're dealing with the annual bluegrass weevil. Is this something golf course superintendents in Indiana and Illinois and places further west should at least be aware of or eventually on the lookout for? Yes, and, and here's the reason. We didn't realize the movement of turf is probably one of the real reasons or one of the ways that this uh, weevil moves. And, and the best example of that, in the mountains of North Carolina, there are several superintendents that just sort of suddenly started to get this weevil uh, down in the Carolinas. And, and when we traced it back, it was because they had purchased bent grass sod from a more northern location, brought it down there and put it down, and obviously it was sod with this weevil in it. And so they, they established a new population. And, and we're thinking that a lot of this movement might happen that way. And, and golf course superintendents run into this problem all the time. They, they lose some turf somewhere. They call their buddy and say, hey, in your nursery, do you have a, can I get a couple of strips of, of bent grass to put down and so forth? Well, that may be bent grass with annual bluegrass weevils in it. And, and once it's introduced, uh, it can obviously keep going. Have you ever seen this happen with any other type of insect, this type of spread or showing up in unexpected places in your career? Well, we don't typically see that in the golf courses, but we see it all the time in the lawn care. I, I'm always joking with the lawn care people that uh, if you're dealing with sodded lawns in a new neighborhood, just assume that they came pre-installed with bill bugs and chinch bugs because in, in the sod farms, they produce the grass so fast and move it along, they rarely see the damage from those two pest insects but once it gets established in a lawn in a more permanent location, they just raise hell all over the place. In the Midwest, Mid-Atlantic, Northeast, it, it was kind of a wet early part of the summer. Now it's really dried up. What are, what are some other insects that golf course superintendents should be, should be on the lookout for right now as we get into the middle of August? Well, obviously, uh, here in Ohio especially, we've had a very wet uh, May, June, and early part of July which is ideal for our white grub species. And, and especially in the northern part of Ohio where you're located, uh, we're very concerned that there's some new species of grubs that have moved into the area. And we're seeing uh, uh, pretty good populations of the European chafer, uh, the oriental beetle, and the Asiatic garden beetle. These are some grubs that, that many people haven't dealt with. 
Now the European chafer is kind of an unusual one in that uh, it comes out as an adult fairly early in June. What's interesting about it is that the grubs are in the turf usually in July and August but when it gets really hot they go deep into the soil and if you're applying a short-term grub insecticide they miss that. And then when it cools down in September and October, those little grubs come back up to the surface and they'll feed all the way until the first hard freeze event. And so we are getting reports of superintendents saying, you know, bug doc, why am I seeing these grubs out here in November? And I have to smile and say, well, that's European chafer. That, that's the last grub to go down. And it's often the first grub to come up in the springtime uh, or actually in the wintertime. We've seen that grub come to the surface during warm spells uh, of mid to late February. Last thing, what type of resources does a major university like the Ohio State University and yourself, what type of resources do you offer a golf course superintendent to help him with his tussles against some of these insects? <laughs> well, obviously, being a land-grant university, we do have the Ohio State University extension. And what we normally recommend is that homeowners and, and farmers and things should just contact their local extension agent. But when it comes to these kinds of areas, uh, in my specialty of turf and ornamentals, we encourage the professionals to contact us directly. Uh, and I'm easy to find. You can actually look on the internet for bug dock. And usually I'm, I'm either one or two. I keep duking it out with a Volkswagen repair guy who's another bug dock. <laughs> well, thanks for uh, joining us. Glad to uh, have this discussion. And, and uh, again, if any of your listeners have any bug problems that they're having out on their courses, uh, feel free to contact me. You've been listening to the Superintendent Radio Network, the podcast of Golf Course Industry Magazine, a production of GIE Media. I've been your host, Guy Cipriano. You can find all of our podcasts on iTunes or the SRN page of golfcourseindustry.com. Talk to us at srn at gie.net or at GCI Magazine on Twitter. Thanks for listening.